This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It's... It's the preview show. It's the No Nay Never podcast. Hello and welcome to the preview show brought to you by the No Nay Never podcast. I am your host I guess Natalie Bromley but joining me as ever is the headliner of the preview show the main man himself Mr Dave Statman Roberts. Dave hello. Hello Natalie it's they're coming thick and fast these uh, preview shows we can't get (laughs) used to this uh, two games a week. (laughs) They really are I don't even know when we record anymore but to be honest for this is now my 17th week in lockdown I think something like maybe 18th and I, I I it's been a long time since I knew what day it was anyway. I think I mentioned this in the last preview show. So it's probably it's probably not that big a deal to me that I don't know what day it is or what the next fixture was. When I was um when I was doing the title and, and setting up the the editing software, the recording software for the show, um I usually title it, you know, Chef United preview or Liverpool preview so that producer Dave No, producer Matt. <laughs> oh, producer Matt knows which one to pick up on today at the audio. And I literally wrote preview. I was like, it, what, where are we? Who are we playing next? What, what, what game is it? I have no idea. So I had to, to run to your show notes very quickly to get going. Um, Dave, this is a very special edition of the preview show. Why is it? It is. Well, we, we touched on this at the very end of our last preview, where before we played uh, Sheffield United, we did mention that this was going to be Burnley's 1,000th game of the 21st century. So we've got a 1,000th game of the 21st century special today. Excellent. That is uh, not that concise. <laughs> but yes, welcome to the 1,000th game of the 21st century special. <laughs> we couldn't think of anything shorter, sorry. Um, well, obviously, before we get on to our special show, we start looking at, at the, the next game. Um, Chef United was last up. Um, we, are, we are going to do the main show um after the West Ham game because we just didn't really have time to get it recorded and in and yeah, before and then obviously we were playing again at the weekend. So and I'm not around this week. It's my mum's birthday. It's Mama B's birthday on Thursday when they're recording. So um our very own Richard Steele's gonna 
chip in and have his first go at hosting us, which I'm very excited about because I think he'll do a really good job. Um, so they will talk about the Sheffield United game in a bit more depth. But um, it was very nearly a, a very well-earned three points, which ended up feeling a bit flat in the end, Dave, I think. Yeah, I think you're always disappointed when you uh, take the lead. You're still winning with 10 minutes to go. It looked like we were... Uh, holding out reasonably well and had uh, one or two chances ourselves. Dwight McNeil had a chance oh, down the other end, did. didn't he, to uh, to make it 2-0. <laughs> I think if that had gone in, that that would have been that. But the fact we didn't and they came back and they got us from a, uh, a set piece with 10 minutes to go, you could argue that perhaps on balance that was, uh, was a fair result. They had uh, probably the better of the chance in the first half. They had a shout for a penalty as well you know on the balance of things I don't think we're too disappointed with the draw and I'd also predicted 1-1 I I wasn't too disappointed um, going into the game bearing in mind the number of injuries we we have got on the depleted squad you said a draw didn't you did you say 1-1 I predicted 1-1 yeah yeah I mean I'm I'm still that McNeil miss is still flashing in front of my eyes every single time I blink it's uh, I think the the entire Burnley fan contingency all went, oh, Dwight. (laughs) It was so, oh, but anyway, you know, listen, he's done amazing things for this season, so we certainly will not be holding that against him. Um, Do you think, does it feel, do you think that that might be Europe that's fallen away a little bit? I mean, listen, Europe was always going to be a tough ask. We had to finish above some, about three or four teams, but um, with just being a draw rather than a win, do you think that's maybe put to bed that slim chance, outside chance of Europe, or do you think we should still go for it? I think that there's still games to play and there's points up for grabs, so w- w- while it's still a possibility, you, you go for it. But you, you do wonder whether, um, again, we we were surprised, weren't we, when uh, Ben Mee wasn't in the starting lineup, and we hear now that he's probably going to be out for the rest of the season. It looks like Jack Cork's out for the season, and also Matt Lowton as well, so we are... Um, struggling for numbers. I mean, there are players going back. Uh, good to see Chris Wood uh, come back for the last uh, 20 minutes or so of the Sheffield United game. Uh, so he'll be looking to uh, play a little bit more in the games to come. Ashley Barnes is looking like he might be back on the fringe of things as well. So we are struggling for numbers, though. We've seen in terms of the players who we've lost from a, a contract um, situation, uh, players we've lost to injuries, and uh, the likes of Ben Gibson not being available. Um, we are struggling for for numbers, so you just think you know it's going to get to a point where it is one game too far. We, whether that's now or one of the games to come for the rest of the season, we are up against it in terms of numbers. Yeah, we are. I did have a bit of a, a laugh at a tweet I saw from Nona Never's long term friend and founder member Jamie Smith, who tweeted I think before the game when we saw Kevin Long was back in. You know, if only we had a fifteen million pound defender to be able to come in when we get an injury to the likes of Ben Mee or James Tarkovsky. Um, but he's in his in his borough pajamas. <laughs> we should have a post. We should have a postcard from Middlesbrough, shouldn't we? <laughs> we should that might be a new section for next week where are all of our players postcard from Borough what's Ben Gibson up to today is he okay is he getting enough sleep is he drinking enough water how does he feel um, okay well let's move on um, we need to look at um, last week's quiz question which was a very tough one actually and I did not know the answer to this and I still I still don't um, so during the previous show which was of course the home game against Chef United we asked our listeners who was Burnley's manager the last time the Clarets played the Blades in a top-flight fixture at Turf Moor, which was an old First Division match that Burnley won 3-1? Dave, 
reveal your secrets? Well, the correct answer was Joe Brown. Uh, the match in question had been played Ooh. in February 1976, and we had that was, if you remember, that was our last uh, last time in the top flight for 33 years. We we were relegated in 1975-76. Uh, uh, Joe Brown had taken over from Jimmy Adamson. Uh, that was that was in January, so this was just the month after. Um, and uh, yeah, it was our last season in the top flight until our playoff win against Sheffield United in 2009. That earned us promotion to the Premier League for the first time. So it was a slightly trickier question. I think maybe if you were looking at the era and you didn't know, you might have guessed uh, Jimmy Adamson. That might have been the we did have a one or two guesses for Jimmy Adamson. Yeah. One or two for Harry Potts, was after Harry Potts' time, although he did come back as manager later. Uh, so we didn't receive very many correct answers for this one. I, I did see one from, um, who did we get? Rob Thomas, one of our quiz regulars. He Always. came up with the uh, correct answer. But that was the only one I saw, unless you uh, saw some others, Natalie. No, I didn't see any other correct ones as well. Like you say, we had quite a lot of, um, of answers submitted this week. So well done, you guys. Um, I think lockdown has got us all into quiz enthusiasts, hasn't it? We should do... Oh, do you reckon we could do a Zoom quiz with our listeners? Oh, that'd be good, yeah. That would be awesome. My brain is, you know, like, like I'm not busy enough. I'm just going to put together a, a Zoom <laughs> quiz. Um, yeah, but yeah, no, you're right. Rob Thomas is our sole winner this week. So well done, Rob. I'm glad it, you know, good guys. Good guys do well. Um, now, obviously, we've already mentioned that this episode is previewing Burnley's 1,000th game of the 21st century. Um, so we could plan to leave you with some related quiz questions about this milestone at the end of the show. So stick around because we're going to have some fun. Opposition stats. And now moving on to the main reason why we are here. We are previewing this episode, West Ham United, away from home on Wednesday, the 8th of July, 2020 at 6 p.m. And this game is live on BT Sport 2. Dave, what on earth has happened since we last met? Uh, well, when, when we met last time, that was back at Turf Moor, back in November, and it's Burnley who were victorious. We had a comfortable 3-0 win, and it could have been more. Um, there was a wonderful Chris Woodhead, if you remember, from a Dwight McNeil cross. Um, it had to go to VAR, and the video assistant referee ruled it out for offside, but it was one of those very... Very marginal ones. Toenail, Toenail was offside, exactly. Um, and at the time, it was the beleaguered Manuel Pellegrini who was in charge of the Hammers, uh, but he's oh, since been replaced. Uh, David Moyes uh, took over. That was a move which took place between Christmas and New Year as David Moyes returned for his second spell in charge at West Ham United. Um, they are currently in 16th position in the table, uh, perilously close to the bottom three, which coincidentally was the same position they were in after we played the reverse fixture. So they've kind of not got out of it. They're still down there, although other teams are perhaps looking a little bit more likely than them for the drop. Indeed. Um, we've introduced this, this again. Um, what's their stadium and capacity like? Um, actually, no, we, we did keep this in, didn't we, for the second half? Of course, because it's an away game. It's the first time we played them away, so yes, yes we're just having them for the away games. Yes, stadium and capacity then, please, Dave. Where do they play? Uh, well, since the start of the 2016-17 season, West Ham United have played their home games at the London Stadium, as it's now known. Uh, that was built and previously used as the main athletics venue for the 2012 London Olympics, 
when it was the Olympic Stadium. Uh, when full, it holds currently, I think, about 60,000 supporters, or should do. Um, but obviously on uh, Wednesday evening, it'll be a little bit echoey in East London uh, with just 300 people uh, in total permitted to attend. Uh, prior to moving to their new home, the Hammers have played their football at the bowling ground, which was often referred to as Upton Park for over a century. That was between 1904 and 2016. Excellent. Um, Turning to matters on the pitch then, Dave, what's been Burnley's heaviest defeat? Uh, We have to go back to 1968 for Burnley's heaviest away defeat in past away games at West Ham United. Uh, It was a Monday evening in late August of that year. And back then, the Hammers were playing at the Berlin ground, which we just mentioned. Uh, During the first half, West Ham had already taken a three-goal lead when a Brian O'Neill shot struck the referee, David Wallace, on the back of the head. He had to leave the pitch. With one of his linesmen, Peter Mason, taking the whistle, they were still short of a replacement linesman. So it was one of those situations where a call went out and an Essex County referee called Kieran McLean came forward to run the line. However, perhaps not surprisingly, Mr McLean was also a West Ham United fan. And when Trevor Brookin put the ball in the net from a position that seemed several yards offside to everyone else, Mr McLean didn't raise his flag. And the goal was given. So it was a controversial moment where, uh, imagine it, a, a, a turf moor, no referee, we'll have a, a, a Burnley fan coming in to, uh, to run the line. Uh, there was uh, well, yeah, it's one of those situations that uh, it just won't happen. I mean, they didn't have a spare official then; they have a spare official now. So uh, uh, it's a little, little bit of an oddity from uh, times past. I think there was another one, wasn't there? There was uh, Jimmy Hill ended up running the line at um, a Coventry game, I think it was. Oh was God, of course, one. I'd forgotten yeah. all about that. Gosh, that feels like a long time ago, doesn't so it? So this one where Burnley came out on the uh, wrong side of the uh, decision. Uh, the original referee, though, oh, Mr. Oh, there's a surprise, Dave. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the original referee, Mr. Wallace, was well enough to continue for the second half, uh, during which he cautioned Bur- Burnley's Brian O'Neill, who was the one who'd hit him on the back of the head with the ball in the first half, as well as uh, a certain Mr. Harry Redknapp, who was playing for West Ham. Oh, wow. That is a, that is a good stat. Where on earth did you find all of that information from? I think it's actually on a West Ham website. I kind of all compile it all into my database. You see these things and think, well, yeah, I'll, I'll make a note of that and then uh, come back and it's useful for uh, for these sort of previews. Definitely. Um, what about Burnley's biggest win then? Let's get that a bit more positive. Uh, yeah, biggest away win uh, against West Ham United was back in 1947. That was a match which confirmed our promotion back to the top flight in the first season after the Second World War. Uh, the match was played on the 31st of May 1947, which is later than normal because of the uh, very cold winter of early 1947. Uh, games were delayed. The, the season actually went on into um, into June for the only time that season. Uh, Burnley needed one point from either of their last two games of that season. Uh, to confirm promotion, I think we were behind Manchester City won the uh, won the title, uh, but Burnley did it in style in the capital with goals from Jackie Chu, Billy Morris, Harry Potts uh, got a brace, and also Jack Hayes, and that promotion led to another golden era for Burnley Football Club. We remained in the first division for the next twenty four years, winning the title in nineteen fifty nine sixty. Excellent. Um... Bit um, more specific then, let's drill down even further. When was Burnley's last win? 
Well, as well as the 5-0 win we just mentioned, Burnley have also beaten West Ham United away by a margin of three goals twice. Uh, the first of those was a 5-2 win in January 1960. That was a season Burnley went on to win the league championship. Uh, but our most recent away win, again by three goals, uh, was an eventful game in March of 2018. Uh, the match was goalless at half-time, but second-half strikes from Ashley Barnes, plus two more from Chris Wood, gave Burnley a convincing away victory amid some unsavoury scenes, including pitch invasions. Uh, but the Burnley players kept their heads and grabbed a much-deserved win and all three points that day. Excellent. Um, what about some head-to-head stats then, please? Yeah, well, our overall away record against West Ham stands at uh, played 44. We've won nine, drawn seven and lost 28. That gives us a win percentage of 20.5%. And that's almost exactly level with our overall away average win percent against all the other teams we play this season. That stands at around 20% or one win in five. Uh, For top flight away matches, it's slightly less favourable. We've played 28 of those. We've won four drawn four and lost 20, which gives us a win percent for top flight away games against West Ham of just 14.3%. And we have just won one and lost four of the previous five visits to play West Ham in the Premier League. That's obviously since we got promoted and played them for the first time in the Premier League uh, since uh, 2009-10. Excellent. Um, So who is going to be our man in the middle, Dave? Who is refereeing this game? Uh, We've got Michael Oliver from Ashington in Northumberland. He's been appointed to take charge of this match between West Ham United and Burnley. And although there have been six Burnley wins in the 20 pass games when he's been in charge, we haven't won any of the last nine. We've uh, actually ended up losing seven of those and drawing just two. And Michael Oliver has also shown four red cards in pass games involving the Clarets. Uh, Three of those were to Burnley players. He's shown red cards to... Chris Eagles, Michael Duff and Jeff Hendrick and just one to an opposition player who was uh, Harry Maguire when he was still with Leicester City. That was uh, early on for a professional foul on Johan Berg-Gubmanson, if I I remember correctly. Um, And the video assistant referee for Wednesday evening will be Mr Kevin Friend. Oh, who's not our friend at all. My dad loves it when Kevin Friend is involved because he, he loves to say that joke. He's not our friend. He's not our friend. Uh, it does make me laugh. Celebrity fans. And then finally then, my favourite section in our preview segment, who are West Ham's celebrity fans? Now, Dave, off air before we started recording this podcast, you promised me some crackers, so you better deliver. Uh, well, I think I think we had. Well, I don't like to brag, but I feel sure this selection of famous fans is probably <laughs> probably the most impressive yet. But here they are, so you can decide for yourself. And Excellent. what I've what I've done is to give it a bit of scale. I've put their Twitter followers on as well, so you can see how uh, how big they are or, or not, as the case may be. Uh, so first up, and th- this is in ascending order by number of Twitter followers. So first up, we've got former boxer Frank Bruno. He's got over 130,000 Twitter followers. Not bad. Uh, Musician Billy Bragg has got over 290,000 Twitter followers. Uh, American wrestler Triple H has got 7.4 million Twitter followers. Wow. Next, and that's that's only three. We've got four more to come. Uh, Actor and chat show host James Corden has got 10.8 million Twitter followers. Uh, comedian and actor Russell Brand has got 11.3 million followers. 
And then I saved the best two for last. And there are actually only three people in the entire world who have got more than 100 million Twitter followers. And two of them are supposedly West Ham fans. So they they are singer Katy Perry, who has got 108.3 million Twitter followers. Mm. Uh, she was in a relationship with uh, Russell Brand at one time, but there are she pictures of... She was married to Russell Brand. Uh, well, yes. Well, she, there's pictures of her in West Ham get-up, so there's uh, evidence. Yeah, when there. she was married. I, I, might call, <laughs> I might call that one. There's no way on God's earth that she is still a West Ham fan. She very much just watched that because she was married to, 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 to Russell Brands. But I, that's a tenuous one, Dave. But go on, this, this last one better deliver. And the number one is former US President Barack Obama, 120.3 million followers. And he is the the what? person in the whole world with the most Twitter followers. Barack Obama's a West Ham fan. Apparently so, yes. Hmm. I'm not really sure whether I believe that. Those are very good stats. Those are very good celebrities. I think you're right. I think you might have delivered Dave Roberts. I think they may very well be the best celebrity fans we've ever had. Well, with two of the top three, you can't beat that. No, definitely not. Statman Dave's Stat of the Week. Well, that's not everything. Um, And I can't believe I'm even asking this, just given the bumper edition that we've got of the previous show. But I'm going to ask you to not leave our listeners hanging, Dave, to delve into the bank bank of Statman Dave and give us your miscellaneous stat or stats of the week. Yeah, it's definitely plural this week. Uh, In most weeks, our Stat of the Week section has a direct connection with our opponents or a pass match against them. But on this occasion, it's related to a notable milestone. Uh, Wednesday's match, as we've touched upon already, will be Burnley's 1,000th competitive first-team game of the 21st century. So here are just a few stats relating to those matches. It will be our 891st league game in that time, with 224 of those being in the Premier League. All but 23 of the other league games were played in the Championship. We've played 47 games in the FA Cup, 53 in the League Cup, six Europa League qualifiers and three matches in the playoffs. A total of 2,598 goals have been scored, plus however many are scored at the London Stadium on Wednesday. Burnley have conceded 1,320 and scored 1,278. Burnley's top scorer is Robbie Blake with 72 goals. In second place is Sam Vokes with 64 goals. And tied in third place are Jay Rodriguez and Ian Moore with 50 goals each. Sean Dyche has been Burnley manager for more than one third of these games, with 343. This number includes Wednesday's game. No player has captained Burnley on more occasions in the 21st century than Jason Shackle, who wore the skipper's armband on 136 occasions. The others with more than 100 are Steve Davis with 120, although he had captained several times in the previous century, uh, Stephen Caldwell with 114, and Tom Heaton with 110. Current club captain Ben Mee is fifth in terms of matches captain with 84. Burnley have 380 wins, 256 draws, and 363 defeats so far in the 999 completed matches. Uh, Looking ahead... We're also expecting to play our 5,000th league game of all time since 1888, sometime during the 2022-23 season. And then sometime around 2040, we hope to bring you a summary of our 2,000th league match, uh, 2,000th match overall of this century. But for the moment, you'll have to make do with just the first thousand. 
I'm not sure I could cope with the 2000th one, Dave. I think this this episode itself has been exhausting enough. <laughs> I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure I can go away. They are um, exceptionally exceptionally good stats, and I'm I'm very very excited about this game now. It's got me uh, it's got me all all of a tither. Um, I guess looking forward to the game, then, Dave. Um, West Ham haven't really had the best of seasons, and they're not a particularly good side this season. But um, they seem to have just managed to. Pull away, pull away from that bottom relegation zone and uh, are very much looking like they're going to be safe now, um, albeit it is tight at the bottom, but I just can't see them going down. So I guess what's your what's your feeling about the weekend? How do you think we'll do? Well, first of all, it's not the weekend. It's uh, it's Wednesday we're oh, playing. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> I don't have no idea what day it is. Yes. How are you feeling about tomorrow night, Dave, Wednesday? <laughs> it's all right. We'll, we'll edit all this out afterwards. <laughs> I'm I don't think I don't... <laughs> No, we're going to leave it in, definitely. Oh, <laughs> I think it's going to be... It, it, we know it's tough for away games in the Premier League and we know that we only win one in five overall. Premier League's probably slightly less than that. Um, it's going to be tough. I think if we get a draw, it's a good result, bearing in mind, as we've already mentioned, the players who were who are out. You know, we, We're missing um, Ben Mee, we're missing Jack Cork. Eric Peters took a knock towards the end of the Sheffield United game. We hope that... Uh, uh, he's still all right. He's obviously playing out of uh, position as well. So we are, you know, we, he's almost tra- doing the registry in the morning and seeing who's available and uh, getting everyone to bring the boots. It's uh, it, it's really tricky for us. I think what one option we do have is that um, I saw for Sunday's game, it wasn't perhaps mentioned too much, we had um, young Josh Benson on the bench. Mm. Originally, uh, the players who were out on loan, which are likes of uh, Ryan Cooney, Adam Phillips, um, uh, Anthony Glennon and also Josh Benson. They were at Grimsby and um, Morecambe between them, two, two at each club. Uh, they weren't eligible. So either something's changed in the rules or we've um, applied for um, some help in the matter, bearing in mind the numbers we have got. And certainly jo- if Josh Benson's available, you assume that perhaps the other ones will be as well. So if we are shorter players, at least there are some youngsters there to um, at least fill the bench and, and have some options. But it's difficult for them coming in and, and at, at this level. Um, but it may well be that, a bit like with, with Dwight McNeil, when he came in, he got a chance and uh, he's, he's grabbed that with both hands. So um, we, we'll see what, what comes of that. But I, I think I'm, I'm going to predict a draw. I think I think Burnley may get a draw. That's my, my prediction. Another, another 1-1 draw for uh, for Wednesday. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the main question at the moment that everybody's asking themselves, isn't it? It's like, why are we not? Now we are safe, and and you know, I'm not entirely sure that everybody around the club's heart would be gone forcing for a European slot again. I think that would be a huge challenge to us, huge challenge, um, even more so than the first time. But the, the question mark keeps being asked as to why we're not playing our kids and giving them a chance. Um, I couldn't find anything about rule changes, but the only thing I could find about this, um, which I, I think Chris. Borden maybe confirmed, forgive me if I've given him credit for something that I've completely made up, but um, I seem to think that we actually had to request special right. uh, d- uh, dispensation, dispensation from yeah. the Premier League to say, look, we have got an injury crisis. Um, all, of, you know, all of these first team players are out. Um, these are extraordinary circumstances. Can you please just give us a break and let us know? We're not asking for loads, but can you at least just let us play? one or two that have been out on loan and I think the Premier League just said yes under these circumstances you can do um so yeah that's that's why um yeah I'm, I'm gonna I think it's gonna be a step too far I think um I'm not feeling that great about this one for some reason 
Um, and I'm, I think they're only going to get beat. I'm so sorry. I know we should always back our boys, but I just feel like um, this might be a step too far. Fantasy Premier League update. Okay, well, let's finish this week's um, preview show then, Dave, with two things. First and foremost, a look at the Fantasy Premier League. And secondly, we're going to then go on to look at a quiz question. So, Dave, why don't you kick us off with the Premier League, please? Fantasy Premier League. We've yeah, we Go have. Fantasy Premier League, we've got now five of our managers have powered through the 2,000 points barrier following the most recent game week. Uh, Bennett Howarth, who's been leading the no-near-never league for much of the season, uh, on and off, um, remains in pole position on 2,064 points. Although, just to confuse everyone, that's been with at least three different team names so far. Uh, John Sutcliffe trails by 42 points in second place on 2022. And Tall Paul is just one point behind him in third place on 2,021 points. Uh, Rob Greenwood is in fourth place on 2,016 points. And the only other manager to pass 2,000 points so far is Max Robinson on 2,004. Excellent. And what about the dream team then? Uh, well, we can give a, a, a retrospective update on this because when we did our last preview show recording, uh, we the tables haven't been updated, so we didn't have all of the information for uh, the previous uh, week. Uh, Nick Pope and Ben Mee had both earned their place in the FPL Dream Team for that previous game week, which, as I say, has still not been updated. Uh, Danny Ings was also in that Dream Team for game week 32+. Plus. And what a season he's having for uh, for Southampton. But going back to the more recent game week, the one just, that's just been completed, that's following the Spurs-Everton match on Monday evening, game week 33-plus, uh, which include all the weekend's matches. Uh, the only Burnley player we had in the Dream Team was uh, James Tarkovsky. His performance, helped by his goal, earned him a place in that, uh, that Dream Team. And looking at the overall figures, uh, Nick Pope remains Burnley's high-scoring player overall. Excellent. And he is, of course, very much on for the Golden Glove Award still. Yeah, if he'd held another 10 minutes, he would have got uh, another one towards that total. I think he's still uh, is level with uh, Alison. I think they're both on 13, aren't they? Mm, yeah. Well, it is obviously getting to that stage of the season now. And obviously, even though Burnley's safety in the Premier League has not been in doubt for a long time um, and has actually now been confirmed mathematically, we are safe. Um, it's definitely approaching what we, what is now always known as squeaky bum time in terms of the Fantasy Premier League. So do stay tuned for our next preview show when we discover who is still in the running to win that coveted title of Nona Never League champion. And now the Nona Never sticker. I think I found them, so I think I can give a prize out. Statman Dave's quiz question. And finally, Dave. Now, we mentioned last time that the next game will be Burnley's 1,000 competitive first team game of the 21st century. We've got to find a way to shorten that. Um, so we have got some related questions for you. So quiz master Dave, why don't you set us off? Yes, we've got three questions in total, and they all relate to uh, that period, the 21st century to date, and Burnley's 1,000 uh, games, competitive games we've played. Uh, well, the 1,000th will be the one on Wednesday. So question one is, against which team do Burnley have the most wins in all competitions since 2000? Yeah, question, question two. two are, you writing the, you're right, are you writing your answers down, are you? Uh, no, I'm thinking about oh. them. <laughs> question two. <laughs> I could hear the cogs going round him. Uh, question two. Uh, which two opposition players have scored the most goals against Burnley in the 999 games played so far since 2000? Okay. 
and three. Three. Finally, which opposition manager have Burnley faced more than any other in the matches we've played in the 21st century? Excellent. Then how do our listeners submit their answers, Dave? Well, they can tweet us or send us a direct message on Twitter. That's at never. Uh, alternatively, uh, we can take emails. So email us at uh, podcast at net. And you can also reply to the post this preview show, which will go up on the No Nay Never Facebook page. Excellent. Um, I mean, obviously, these are all really great stats, Dave. And I think it's only fair to, to, to ask, well, to, to give you an opportunity to let our listeners know where you're getting the information from. And, and obviously, just give them a chance to, to go to your page and support it. So why don't you tell our listeners where you've been, basically, where you've been compiling your stats, please? Yeah, well, the Burnley Stats Match Database now includes details of every Burnley competitive game since 1885, and that includes details of all goal scorers for and against. It now includes details of all managers uh, for all games for Burnley and the opposition. So if you do need some inspiration for uh, trying to get the quiz answers, there is plenty of information on there to look at. Uh, And the short link for it is bit.ly slash Burnley Match. That's bit.ly forward slash Burnley match, and that last word is all one word in uppercase. Um, And the page, as we've mentioned, is the source for the majority of the stats that are incorporated into our match uh, preview podcasts. Excellent. Do please check that out, because I know Dave puts in an enormous amount of work for this, and it would just be very nice if uh, if you could get onto there and support him. Well, that is all we've got time for this week. What a bumper edition that has been, and I have thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, My thanks as ever go to producer Matt... And I now can say that correctly because Dave has put it in big, bold red letters again on my script. Um, I did not have that. I went freestyle in the opening section of this, <laughs> this preview show and called him Dave. So thank you to producer Matt for um, helping out with the, and producing the preview show and getting it on air. Um, an advanced thank you, please, to the rest of the team, particularly Richard, who are taking over. Um, and uh, they're, they're having a, a takeover of the main show on Thursday and they will be having a good old chin wag between them. So best of luck, lads and thank you so much um, but finally obviously my main thanks go to Statman Dave who is just um, an absolute gem and works incredibly hard in getting this previous show out so thanks Dave it's been a pleasure as always um, we will be back at some point this week with uh, well, obviously the boys will be back on Thursday with the preview show Dave and I will be back before the next game whenever that may be I don't even know what day it is anymore Saturday um, Saturday, thanks, Dave. So if you've got any questions, concerns, queries, hints, tips, or just want a general chat, then you know how to find us. I've been Natalie Bromley. This has been the preview show brought to you by the Known and Never podcast. Until next time. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping 
and 365 day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport. Powered by fans.